Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. I am your brother, James. The black conservative patriot call me BCP, thus BCP Unfiltered. Okay, folks, I dropped a half episode, a five little minute uh, bonus episode over the weekend about Stephen Hanna, who now goes by Miss Lemieux, a high school teacher in Canada that is a shop teacher, teaches like wood shop, and he decided that he wants to wear big, prosthetic, fake breasts with the nipples coming out of it and short shorts. And I read to you how the article from Redux, a pro-LGB uh, online site, it appears, how there were actually students that were uncomfortable with it but were afraid to, to talk out about it. And then I told you how this should be expected given the school district's stance on protecting students and staff who are transgender. Well, now we have more. This is from uh, over in Canada, the Toronto Sun, saying that today, uh, Monday, the school is aware of this going viral, is going to defend this teacher and is expecting a backlash. Now, I'm recording this on Monday morning, so we may have another follow-up. But this is where it's at. A man <clears throat> pretending to be a woman, a skank-ass woman at that, okay, is more protected than the students. And when I read you what they had to say, the school district, like all of these crazy woke leftists think that their worldview is accepted by everybody. The Halton District School Board is standing behind an accepted transgender teacher who has gone viral in social media video posts, the Toronto Sun uh, is reporting. In addition, HDSB Chair Margot Shutterworth tells the Toronto Sun that staff are looking at, quote, quote going through creating a safety plan to ensure the Oakville Trafalgar High School teacher security as they prepare for potential protests when the school opens for classes on Monday. They're going in on, all in on to protect the teacher. Protecting any person's gender rights is a stance that the school board is taking and they are standing behind the teacher. Pre-transitioning, the teacher was known to students and faculty as a male and went by a man's name. The Toronto Sun didn't want to... Um, Dox him or out him, but we already know. It's been out there on social media. His name is Stephen Hanna, and he now goes by Miss Lemieux. The school board says he's simply a good teacher. This teacher who teaches shop is an extremely effective teacher. All the kids really love being in the class. There we go. That blanket statement. All the kids really love being in the class. Oh, did they ask the children? These teens? No one's uncomfortable? No one not wants? There's no class ever in the history of public school that I can think of. And I'm probably with a, uh, with a degree of certainty or an error rate of 0.0001. I don't think there's ever a class where all the kids love being in that class. If the teacher is easy, there's always a student that's like, I came here to learn and is not happy. And if it's tough, there's always a student going, man, this is too hard. So you're never going to have a class where all the kids love being in the class. Even if you didn't have a tight, short-wearing, fake boob, nipple piercing through the shirt blouse, sick, deviant, transgender teacher. 
But videos posted on social media showing the Oakville Industrial Arts teacher who began identifying as a female last year, appearing in class with large breasts while operating a circular saw, has created much commentary. In other words, not everyone's in love with this guy. As a result, Shelterworth said she articulated to those who run the board's day-to-day operations that we just can't wait around and see what happens because I'm quite confident it won't be a normal return to school Monday. You think? You think? Already thanks to videos recorded by students, the school has been receiving comments on the matter. There will uh, be protesters and anti-protesters. I do know that there have been phone calls made to the school that haven't been the most pleasant in nature. Oh, so all the kids love being in that class, but they're getting calls from people who aren't too happy about it. But all the kids are happy to be in this class. They just love him. They love fake boobs with big nipples bouncing or I don't know if they bounce, but around their faces while he's wearing tight ass like uh, bike shorts. Because we love seeing old men dressed like women, skanky women with tight clothing. That's something we all love to be around. Gay, straight, Hetero, female, male, young or old. That's Sick. Wokeness is a dangerous, evil, satanic sickness, folks. She said her position to the director of education was to make sure the teacher is protected and ensure that everybody remains safe. Everybody meaning the teacher. Hmm. Okay, so that's that. Always defending the indefensible. While we're in Canada, how about this from Steve Kirsch and his substack over at stevekirschnewsletter.com. If you're not familiar with uh, with Steve Kirsch, uh, he is he he, uh, he let me let me get this to you. Steve Hirsch publishes and looks at things having to do with um, vaccine. He's executive director of Vaccine Safety Research Foundation, or vaxsafety.org. Here's his newsletter from a few days ago. A new report prepared for the Liberal Party of Canada shows that the vaccines have no benefit for those under 60. Conclusion, the Ontario data shows that the vaccination currently makes little difference in terms of hospitalization and death rate for those below age 60. A new report prepared by a group of highly qualified experts analyzed the government data in Ontario and concluded that the vaccines don't reduce hospitalizations and death in those under 60. In other words, we've been lied to. Are you surprised? Also, don't assume the report endorses vaccination for those over 60. It doesn't. And then he he has the full report. But here's what we, let's just, let's just cut to the chase. This is the conclusion of the report. Given the statistical evidence provided in this report, the public health policy tools such as max vaccination campaigns, mandates, passports, and travel, vac- uh, travel restrictions need to be re-evaluated for relevance in this phase of SARS-CoV-2. The abundance of evidence documented by Public Health Ontario and the Public Health Agency of Canada and top-tier scientific journals demonstrate that the vaccines do not prevent infection or hospitalization. This is from looking at data, government data, from Ontario and from uh, PHAC, the Public Health Agency of Canada, Canada at large. The Ontario data shows that the vaccination currently makes little difference in terms of hospitalization and death rates for those below 60. Additionally, since there are known risk of adverse events and unknown long-term effects, 
These must be considered in developing vaccine policies. In other words, you can't mandate people to take something that only does not prevent them from getting what the vaccination is supposedly designed for, but taking the fact that there are other risks associated with it, those risks may be worse than the, the, the sickness we're trying to avoid, and we don't even know what the long-term ill effects are going to be. I thank my Father in Heaven that I did not take the jab, nor anyone in my family. I, I, I am not a dictator. I was 100% dictator in my family when I said none of us are taking this damn thing. And because I am not a dictator in my family, even my adult children who were not under the watchful eye of dad all the time did not take it. And they suffered greatly in their studies. They were not able to, uh, to, to participate in many important things, even for their respective majors. I'm talking about junior and juniorette because they were not vaccinated. Some, uh, often doing the right thing is not easy. As one of my children is approximating their ending their scholastic career, they're lamenting, you know, and it was just a moment where they, they weren't, they were just saddened by the fact that not only because of the pandemic did they miss out on some very important uh, activities and training and usual things that, that go with their major, they were also unable to participate when things got back to normal because of stringent um, mandates, vaccine mandates. And my, this particular child was like, oh, woe is me. Understandable. Someone in their early 20s looking at uh, graduating very soon, at least with their uh, undergraduate studies, and lamenting that had they just been a year or two older, their experience would have been completely different. And I just reminded them, hey, it sucks, but it sucked for everybody. And I go, so lick your wounds. I'm just playing tough dad. They're probably watching this. <laughs> but I was like, it sucked for everybody. You weren't singled out for the sucky lack of experience and, and, and very fun and very vital things for your major. You missed out on I'm sorry you missed out on it. It absolutely sucks. But you are no way, shape, shape or form alone or targeted or the victim of a, of a misfortune that didn't befall most people in the world, at least the developed world. The report goes on to include the empirical evidence investigated in this report from PHO and PHAC does not support continuing mass vaccination programs, uh, mandates, etc. I'm sorry, I read that already. So that's, that's what you have here, folks. That's what you have. The madness uh, uh, continues. And once again, this was a study prepared for the Liberal Party of Canada. It was specifically prepared for them. Let's, uh, let's continue in Canada and the exposure of sickness. Last week, 35-year-old Michael from Montreal, Canada, took to Twitter to describe how he was severely injured after taking his third Moderna COVID-19 shot. Love your brother, uh, Michal. Michal, sorry, it's Michal. You should have stopped at the first sec at the second one. The third one, it really sucks that it took you this long to realize what's going on. According to Michelle, he, he almost died after receiving his booster shot and was hospitalized for two. Not two hours, not two days, not even two weeks, two months. 
at which time he was resuscitated by the doctors. He took his vaccine, which unfortunately also affected his fiance. Quote, I share the story for my friends and family who endured trauma throughout those few months. No one should ever have to witness and feel such pain and stress, Michelle said. And he posted uh, about a week ago, I died after third Moderna booster, my story. And he invited people to retweet and share if they supported his and others' vaccine injury recoveries. My fiance and I were supposed to get married in June of 2022. Given the first two vaccine mandates, we figured that we had no choice but to keep on taking the boosters in order to be able to travel to our honeymoon and have the liberties to go to stores, etc. We decided to take the third Moderna booster, anticipating that perhaps it would be mandated by the Canadian government. On February 18, 2022, at 10 a.m., we got the third Moderna booster. All priors were also Moderna. The next morning, my fiance began to feel to have palpitations, chest pains, and shortness of breath. So I brought her to the emergency. Due to COVID rules, I couldn't stay at the hospital. So I went home. I rushed. I just rushed my fiance to the hospital for possible atrial fibrillation, according to my uh, ECG device. She's been feeling ill today with heart rates and high blood pressure. While she was getting checked, I laid for most of the day in bed, was feeling a little bit off, but shook it off thinking maybe I was just didn't sleep well the night before. They did an EK, uh, ECG on her and, and saw that she had tachycardia, so they gave her some pills. Excuse me to my medical professionals for my mispronunciation of some of these medical terms. They then performed an ultrasound and told her that they gave her pills for mild heart inflammation. She was released from the hospital in the afternoon. I picked her up at around 5 p.m. this morning, and then she had her assessment. At around 7 p.m., Oh, so he goes through the assessment and here's the thing that he says that the doctors told her. They didn't give her any medications to control her abnormal rhythm. All the doctors said it's a little odd and he kept telling her that it's normal after the vaccine. So these are abnormalities. They said, hey, it's a little odd, but these are normal things because of the vaccine. We're really fed up with what's going on, to be honest. Ever since the vaccine she took with me, she's had odd heart irregularities, but they'll keep calling it a coincidence. At around 7 p.m., this is after the next day after he brought his fiance back home, we began to cook dinner and I started feeling pretty severe chest pain. I took my blood pressure monitor and got a reading of 156 over 95. It went even higher after. 120 over 80 is what's uh, ideal. You know, you know that, that that's good blood pressure. If you start to go uh, above that, then they, they start, uh, you know, pre-hypertension or whatever. Once again, I'm not a, a, a medical professional, but I know it's one, it's it's uh, 120 over 80. You score start going that consider high blood pressure. So 156 over 95 is over normal. But he said it went much higher than that. At that moment, things began to get dizzy. I lay on the couch and told my fiance to call an ambulance. While they're on their way, I was able to get up, clear out some space in the hallway for the structure, and put the dogs away. It's a true pet parent right there. The paramedics arrived downstairs. We live in an apartment downtown Montreal. My fiance told the paramedics we took the Moderna booster yesterday. The paramedics said, sir, don't panic. You just had a mild heart attack. They gave me some pills and lift me into the structure. Then he goes on to what uh, happened. 
in his ordeal, which was quite extensive. And all of this because he took the third Mordena. But here's the thing that happened. He died and resuscitated. During the surgery, I lost more units of blood, and that's when I believe I had died. I had purchased all my medical archives months later just to find out whether I had a clinical death reported anywhere. And in fact, after that surgery, I was being resuscitated. And he's got medical proof of his medical transcript showing that. The guy died because of the third Mordena booster, and they revived him. You can see my blood leaving. See, it's leaving my body. It goes through these tubes the machine crazy huh it's in my neck it doesn't hurt he goes on to say i wasn't able to walk for months had hand trembles and double vision for weeks after i woke up my kidneys had also failed so i was on dialysis for weeks hoping my kidneys would eventually begin to work again luckily they did the days were painful leading to our dialysis but don't worry it's dangerous for you they want you to believe to not take the vaccine because you're endangering everyone else around you I am so saddened that Michelle here had to do this. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to go on his honeymoon and have a happy life. He uh, shot craps and he came up the loser. And this breaks my heart. But once again, folks, this bioweapon vaccine poison is part of their design. We'll be back with more reports for you on this and the next report is going to touch on election fraud. Stay tuned.